0: At this time, we'll have our sermon by Mr. Steve Andrews. Greetings, brethren. Now you know why I have a lot of gray hair. (laughs) While we were waiting and waiting and waiting this morning, uh, and didn't get the phone call until 12:30. Although I think she came before that, I think the time was like 10:57, and they didn't bother to call the grandparents first. <laughs> so we were we were all anxious. Well, we had another little thing going on because uh, the little comfort. I got it on. Oh no, don't. it was on. It's not on now. It's on. Sorry about that. You probably missed all of that. <laughs> anyway, um, I think everybody here probably heard the, about the other. And the little comfort dog that we have uh, has got a problem with its heart, so we, we had to do an emergency run today and, and take care of it. Um, it's, it's doing okay now. And if I shout or I'm, I'm too low, I apologize. Uh, all of a sudden now my ears are ringing and they're all stopped up. So if you uh, if you do like this, you know the guy's yelling or he's you know, can't. I can't well, man, I can't hear a thing he's saying. You'll know why it's happening. Um, as you could tell, it was Hosea. Well, I didn't get it up there, but uh, Hosea is the um, um, kind of the focus today that I would like to to look at and. Um, Hosea was not unlike what we are trying to do today We're commissioned We're asked to go into the world Preach the gospel Well, we go into this nation And Hosea went into his nation of Israel And they were not unlike our nation today Now they had a form of religion and They had a government But they weren't listening to God they weren't paying attention to what God was telling them. Hosea was commissioned to go and preach and teach and try to get through to them, to make them hear, to make them listen. I've got a <coughs> uh Bible here, the one that uh, has all kinds of commentaries and stuff in it. and It's kind of interesting. The little commentary that he has on Hosea. He says Hosea began prophesying at the end of a period of material prosperity under King Jeroboam the II. This wasn't the, the first, you know, but Jeroboam was the one that took the northern ten tribes and separated them from the, uh, the south and also created a whole um, new religion for them. Um, whole state government, everything was different in the northern uh, 10 tribes. Unfortunately however during most of Hosea's lifetime the people were spiritually bankrupt. Their leaders permitted them to practice idolatry and commit spiritual harlotry against the Lord. They refused to recognize God have provided them with the wealth that they possessed. Doesn't that sound kind of familiar? (laughs) In fact, they attributed their prosperity to their idols. They contributed their prosperity to their idols. You know, when when our forefathers came over here and they recognized the beauty and the glory of this nation and all the bounty that was in it, They had to give God credit for the prosperity and all that was here. But that has changed in this nation. These people have become covetous and greedy, oppressing those who were least able to defend themselves. In Hosea, the fourth chapter, this is not... um, you it would take a very long time and a lot of Bible studies to go through Hosea. So I've just picked chapter 4 and just the first six verses. And some thoughts and some commentary and some look at three different things that are said here. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. And we truly believe that we are, some of us, maybe even descendants of the children of Israel. But nevertheless... This nation was founded on biblical principles, and they should listen to what this word says. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. He goes on to say, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out. And blood touches blood. Now that wouldn't be so significant if I hadn't just heard on the radio all of the different things that are happening in this very town. It's so sad. In eight, the first eight days of January of 2013, they had eight different murder incidents in this city. We begin to see, and and, and we're not the worst city in in the United States. I mean, Chicago and and all the other bigger cities have far greater problems with this than we do. And if we don't change, it's all it's going to do is get worse. And it's sad that our nation has come to this. He goes on to say, Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwells therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of the heaven, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet no man strive nor reprove another for thy people. Are they that strive with the priest? Therefore shall you fall in in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with you in the night, and I will destroy your mother. And he goes on to say here in verse 6, Two verses, or three verses, I'm really concentrated on one and two, and then six. He says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you, that you shall be no priest to me, seeing you have forsaken or forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. Those words are very disturbing if they were applied to this nation. We know that the nation of Israel, those ten tribes were eventually conquered and taken and removed from the land and replaced with the people that were not the people of God. No truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God. It's interesting, I was thinking about some modern examples of some of the things that have been going on in the world that we see today truth that is covered up and lies that make that are brought forth as truth it's just like the Bible says they make evil for good and good for evil No, we were all horrified. We were all devastated when that guy, that young man, decided to destroy all those young children in that school. And I think all of us mourned for the families, for those children that were just cut down at such an early age. You know what, though? I had to search, well actually I was searching and I came across two paragraphs, or actually two sentences, that nobody is mourning or crying about, no flags are set at half staff, and yet I'm wondering if their blood, like the blood of Abel, is crying. Out of the ground. Did you all know that in the year of 2012, the Planned Parenthood destroyed 330,000 lives? That's half of the city of Tulsa. That's half the city of Tulsa. 330,000 plus lives. That's one every 94 seconds. God can't be pleased with this nation at all. That was very, you know, in comparison. And yet it was devastating, it was horrible. I cried. I, I got down on my knees and prayed for those people. But we don't cry for these unborn children. Because we've decided that we can now make a lie into truth and we've all accepted it, haven't we? We We're beginning to accept these things. Even though it should horrify everyone in this nation that we're destroying our next generation. It's so sad. We've also become complacent in the morals of the society. And it was interesting, I was listening on the radio, and someone made the point that as we accept immorality, it becomes a norm. It becomes a norm. and no longer shocks us or gives us any kind of a, a feeling of, of, of shame. And that's the way this nation is becoming. We know what the Bible says about homosexuality, and yet it's become a norm in this this society. And as it gets more and more prevalent, it will become more and more easy to accept. And you'll see these couples walking down the street, and it'll become something that'll be accepted. What's next? Well, it was interesting that somebody is bringing up especially the psychiatrist, oh, it's okay to have pedophilia because, you know, that should be psychologically accepted. Brethren, these are horrible things. These are abominations that are happening in this nation. And it's beginning to be accepted as norm in our own country because we've rejected as Israel rejected The knowledge of God and the truth of God. Sometime in the early or later 50s, we also decided to keep to to accept something as another norm. And because of that, we have gradually allowed these things to infiltrate our society because the the evolutionary the spread of evolution has also made it acceptable to do those things that are horrible because we're not really created we don't have a creator we're just you know here so we the society now is beginning to move towards the atheistic point of view and towards all of that It's interesting also that where there was one comment, and I was reading it just before I came, because it says here, by swearing, in verse 2, by swearing and lying and killing and stealing. All of these are things that are going on in this nation. And it was interesting that uh, one person made the comment, why do we swear anyone in on the Bible today? They put their hand on it and they don't believe what's in it. And I'm not just talking about this president today. Even past presidents who swear to uphold the Constitution and to do the things that they're supposed to do on this book that we all believe in. Why do they do it if they don't believe what's in the book? There's no point. And his point was, Well, he would be just as good to put his hand on his daughter and swear on her, because he does believe in her. And I thought that was an extremely profound comment on his part. It saddens us. It's hard uh, sometimes to swallow. And those things that are going on in our nation sometimes are very difficult. So what about us? What about the way we should feel? What about the way we should think, the way we should act? We should continue, to because we believe in this book. We live by this book. We live by the Word of God. So let's, let's look at those things. Hosea said there was no truth, there was no mercy and no knowledge. Well, I think today there's, because of us and others, there's still truth and it's being broadcast, and it's being uh, preached. But one of these days, they may decide to cut the Internet and any other access that we have off. You know, we're split, but we can actually get to people because of the Internet. We can preach the Word of God because of the, that we can still publish. We can still walk and talk in public about this way, but it's getting harder and harder and more difficult. And what's going to happen years from now as we accept as normal those perverted things? brother? we need to embrace this book with our whole heart. And anyone that we see, show forth the example of Jesus Christ in our life. The Bible says... And Jesus said in John the seventeenth chapter, everyone is familiar with these words. There's and I'm just going through these three points to help us to be reminded of where truth comes from, where mercy comes from, and where the knowledge of God comes from. So that when we walk out this door, we will be fully armored to face the nation that we live in and maybe to give hope to those who we touch on a daily basis, especially as we see the time drawing near. Verse 16, just one verse above, verse 17 of John 17, 17. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Jesus said, sanctify them through your truth. Thy word is truth. So God's word and Jesus' word is truth. What Jesus said, he's also something very special. I think all of us understand this. John 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man comes unto me, unto the Father, but by me. So we know that understanding Jesus more, understanding his words, understanding his commands, how he lived on this earth as a perfect human being gives us that armor that we need, that truth that we need. Back to verse eight, uh, chapter eighteen. Once again, Jesus. This time he is. It's interesting that he went th- before this man, who believed that Caesar was a god. Who, well, you know, <laughs> that's the way they were supposed to believe. I don't know whether he did or not, but that's and, and he believed in many things that that Jesus. Would have no nothing to do with, but he was willing to ask Jesus some questions. In John the eighteenth chapter and verse thirty-three, and this is Pilate. Then Pilate into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Are you the King of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, said, saying, Sayest you this of yourself, or did others tell you of me? And Pilate answered, he says, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you unto me. What have you done? Jesus says, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. That's why we still continue to preach the words of Christ until he returns to this earth. And we look forward to that day, brethren, Therefore, Pilate therefore said unto him, Are you a king then? And Jesus answered, You sayest that I am a king, to this end, to this very end was I born. For this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate had the you know after hearing that he says, Well, what is truth? He just threw it off. What is truth? After Jesus told him, everyone that hears my voice knows the truth. So that puts us into this book. Of course, we understand from John, the first chapter, these things we're all very familiar with. I'm just, I, I'm just going through these um, as a foundation for what I'd like to get to towards the end of this um, verses 14 and 17 John 1 14 and 17 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth it says he was full of grace and truth and of course verse 17 for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Hosea said there was no mercy. I think there's still mercy in this in this society today. I, I think that mankind hasn't quite gotten to the to the point that they are they were in um, in Israel, and I think that there is still people who are merciful, who mourn for children, who are Concerned if there is um, abuse to the elderly, I think that there's still mercy, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But we need to understand the Bible principles, or the. And let's, let's turn to uh, John, the third chapter. We're all very familiar with this that whosoever believes, on verse 15, in him, should not perish but have everlasting life," and that is Jesus Christ, "...for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent His Son into the world to condemn, not to, into the world, to condemn the world, but that, that the world through Him might be saved. He that believes on Him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten of God of the son of God god had so much mercy that he sent his son to be sacrificed with a horrible death with a horrible death for the whole world for anyone that believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life what a tremendous thing that god did in second corinthians the second corinthians the uh, uh, first chapter, and beginning in verse uh, 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. You know, when we, we need comfort, we go to God. When we need healing, we go to God. When we need understanding and, and, and why things happen the way they happen, we have to go to God, who comforts us in all the uh, our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith We ourselves are comforted of God. So we see that when we're comforted of God, and we receive that comfort from God, we are able to also offer that to our brothers and sisters in Christ, and maybe to others in the world. A kind word, something said that Touches another person's heart, because we have the Spirit of God dwelling with inside of us. In Psalms 103, which we heard a little earlier here at the la- right at the end of it, but let's read just a few verses here about the mercy of God. Beginning in verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. And I'm sure thankful for that. He will not always chide, neither will he Keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. And he says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. So we, we come to understand those things of the love and mercy of God for his children. And we are his children. Now, the last uh, nor the knowledge of God. I this is the thing I think that's beginning to la- be lacking in this society and is, and and we find that in in Romans, which we read every time that we come upon this. We read this in Romans because it's so in Romans the first chapter because it's so um, applicable to our society and our time today, the day that we live in, this is, this is so, so true. In verse 24, it says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, to lust their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creation or the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Those words are so pertinent in today's society. They are so apropos, so um, a part of our understanding of what's going on in this society today. In Philippians, the fourth chapter, I made. I was thinking of this this verse and how important it is because we read it and we see the comfort that is in it. In 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 our meditation and our thinking in our thinking processes it says and the peace of God which passes all understanding because we have the knowledge of God because we have the understanding of the plan of God because we believe and have the faith in God and Jesus Christ all of those things go together to help us to have the peace of God This passing all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are, are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Well, we read that. Usually that's like at the end or somewhere in our, our message. And we kind of leave it up in the air, don't we? We don't, we don't take it any further unless we you know, come back for another message later or we add on to it because of messages. Well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to turn to, to the book of Proverbs. As Solomon was able through God's spirit at the time that he wrote this to expound on Philippians 4 verse 7 and help us to understand those things in a deeper and more profound way. In the few minutes that I have, I don't know whether I'll get through all that I had here, but I'll, I would like to read this and I'd like for us to, to think as God has inspired these words for you and I, his children, that we might be inspired in our own lives. In this day and age of horrible tragedies, of terrible things going on, there is still peace that can come through the Spirit of God. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you, so that you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yea, if you cryest after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her, as for hid treasures, then shall you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So there's there's a, there's a formulation, there's a formula written in the Bible. Seeking. Those hidden treasures, looking for them in God's word, they're there. And being comforted by those and understanding that that brings the reverence and the fear of God and also at the same time brings the knowledge of God. So that we are able to to see what's going around us and to be able to to know God's plan for us each and every one of us. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. So when our lives are following in the right path, he's giving us understanding. He's giving us knowledge. He's giving us wisdom. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserves the way of his saints. And you are, and we are, His saints. Those are the separated holy ones that God has called at this day and age. You know, down through the ages, God has called His saints, those that He particularly wants in His kingdom. We are it today. And there are many over the world that we don't know. But this is for us to understand. Then shall you understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. It comes from understanding the Word of God. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto your soul, discretion shall preserve you, understanding shall keep you, to deliver you from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaks forward things. Understanding the Word of God keeps us out of trouble. (laughs) Keeps us out of the troubled situations. You say, I better not go there, because that's not a right place for me to be. That's not a right place for a Christian to be now, I don't know what that situation might be but it's important that, that we have that knowledge and that spirit within us who leave the paths of up uh, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked whose ways are crooked and they are Forward in their paths So this is the wicked Walking in this world To deliver you from the strange woman Even from the stranger that flatters with her, wo- with her words Young men Which forsakes the guide of her youth And for- forgetteth the covenant of her God For her house inclines into death And her paths into, uh, unto the dead None that go into her return again Neither take they hold of, their pa- of the paths of life That you mayest walk in the way of good men And keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. Someday these words will come to pass. And that's all that will be in the land. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors, transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Only the righteous shall walk on this earth. In chapter 3 says, My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. Write those commandments in each of our hearts' heart that as we walk on a daily basis we remember those ten commandments and the commandments of Jesus Christ as he walked on this earth. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. That's a blessing and a promise in the Bible. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Here we are. In the Proverbs, in God's Word, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. We should walk with those things in our daily life. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the tables of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. It gives us a great wisdom that the world doesn't have I mean to to understand that evolution is a is a false false god you know a false idol that men of of great understanding and and learning who who've been to college and spent many many years and they still believe in that lie and they won't believe in the things that are so plain from even scientists like that have opened their eyes to intelligent design or ministers that have brought out things in, in creation and helping them to understand. There's a lot of information out there. But if you are in academia and you believe in intelligent design, you're going to get fired. You're going to lose your job. That's just the way it is. And yet God has said that these things are so good They are so good that they are good for each and every one of us. And they find favor with God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the firstfruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall be burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary in his correction. Now, sometimes we go through great trial in our lives. God is always with us. God is always with us. We will make it through it. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as a father, the the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. Digging into this book gives us wisdom, gives us understanding, gives us the knowledge of God. It is things that are lacking in the society today. And they are so important. As we live our lives. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. I suspect when we come into the kingdom of God and we look at all the prosperity and all the things that, are, that, that have come upon the nations, what we will find is that the, the Bible will shine forth and the word of God will shine forth Far brighter, far greater, far more profound than all of the prosperity that has ever, ever been amassed on this earth. And people will look at it, and you know, especially those that have come up in that second resurrection, will look at it and say, If I'd have known that, I would have given everything that I could have to understand that word. They will because their eyes will be opened and they will see how important this book was. He says this is more precious than rubies and all the things that kens desire are not to be compared to, unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in the, and her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is the tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. She is the tree of life, eternal life. When we understand and we have that wisdom, we have that knowledge of God and the knowledge of his plan, there is a tree of eternal life. And happy is everyone that retains her. The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth by understanding has he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from night eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be your life. So shall they be life unto you, your soul and grace unto your neck. Like I was saying, these are the things that, the, that in the Philippians that they were talking about remembering, to meditate on. This is the stuff that we meditate on. These are the things that you say, wow, that's what's going on? Is that what God's wanting me to understand? Is that the wisdom, that the, the knowledge that he wants me to? To grasp in my life? Then shall you walk in the way, of, uh, way safely, and your foot shall not stumble. When you lie us down, you shall not be afraid. Yea, you shall lie down, and your sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked, when it comes. For the Lord shall be your com- uh, confidence, and shall keep your foot from being taken. But well, what I look forward to is being one of those that comes down with Christ at that day. And that we win over the wicked on this earth. And there will be no fear as a spirit being as we bring this government into the, you know, to the hands of, of Jesus Christ. As we provide, you know, we, we are the warriors that help to bring that about. Without no good, withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of your hand to do it. Say not unto your neighbor, Go and come again, and, to, and, and tomorrow I will give you when you have, have it by you. Despise, uh, devise not evil against your neighbor, seeing he dwells securely by you. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done you no harm. Envy you not the oppressor and choose not. Uh, choose none of his ways. For the forward is an abomination of the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but the blessings, but He blesses the habitation of the just. Believe that, brethren. I mean, sometimes we go through trials and tribulations, and we wonder if God is really you know, helping us, but believe the words that are in God's word. Have faith that God is with you, and He'll bring you through a trial or tribulation. He'll bring you through a test, and He'll bring you out of it, and He will increase your faith and your confidence in Him. Surely He scorns the scorners, but He gives grace unto the lowly. He scorns the scorners, but gives grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. And the whole book of Proverbs is the same way. I mean, we just read two chapters, but we came up with so much wisdom out of just two chapters in the book of Proverbs. You know, as the world progresses towards that final event, what they call the Great Tribulation, and when the wrath of God is brought down upon this earth, those who are left must embrace the truth, the mercy, and the knowledge of God. If they, are, if they don't, you know, they will, go, they will be uh, destroyed. But there are some that we'll, we'll understand at the end because there's going to be a great gospel preached around the earth, but there's also going to be a great many that are going to reject this knowledge. It is important, brethren, that we come and we keep these in our hearts and we live by them, and have that truth, and have that mercy, and have the knowledge of God always readily available. I, uh, when uh, Art was reading the, uh, uh, in uh, 21, in verse 8, about the fearful and believing, I happened to notice the verse before it. And uh, so I wanted to finish up with that so encouraging and beautiful verse in, in Revelation 21. He that overcomes, he that overcomes, that takes this word and believes it and overcomes all things, shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son.